Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs. I've been in business since 1994. So why did I create this podcast? Well, you know, I'd like to get the word out. I see all of these fitness influencers on social media. There's not as many that get involved with podcasts, I don't think, although I've heard some that make me shake my head. Actually, one of the most famous out there, uh, they, they, it's a group of three guys. They make me shake my head sometimes because I don't think they uh, are completely knowledgeable about, about fitness and exercise physiology and sports psychology, nutrition, medical things. Um, but mostly it's the, the fitness influencers on social media like Instagram where people are showing all the videos and stuff like that. So I like to really talk about the real deal, the method to the madness, like, okay, so why do we do things and why do they work? And again, as I say every time, not to make it more technical and difficult, because if you really knew the science, you would know that it's not really that difficult. All right. So speaking of which, I had a great request from one of our sponsors, Zach Hawk. He and his dad own Overhead Door Company, and they are the best garage door company in the area, and they just are. And I want you to reach out to them if you need any help at overheaddoor.com. But now back to the topic at hand. So he asked, he said, you know, can you talk about the difference between dynamic and passive stretching? And I said, you know what? Absolutely. And I think that's a great podcast topic. And I'm not sure that I have covered that in depth before. And it's kind of surprising that I haven't because stretch before workout is one of the common big no-no mistake myths that are out there. So let's get into that, people. So what he was talking about, and Zach knows this because he was an athlete in high school and a really good athlete. He played on the baseball team. He played on the football team. I believe he led his father, Lopez, green wave in home runs that year he was a great football player i mean i know his dad his dad works out with me too and his dad was a great athlete too so he's a great athlete and that's relevant here because that means he played a lot of sports and a good trend in sports over the last decade or so is that a lot of the more better coaches if that's a word a lot of the better coaches are understanding warm-up better than they used to. I mean, so when I took physical education in school and in junior high and senior high, I mean, I would say that they didn't know squat, right? And you know what? You may not know squat if you still say things like, I need to stretch before I work out, because that is simply not true. Not only is it not productive, it's a good way to get injured as well. So a lot of times when people say, let's warm up, that's what they mean. They're like, let's stretch. And it's like, okay, that doesn't work. And I'm getting ready to explain why it doesn't work because that's what we do on this show. And I know that it just runs very deep in your belief systems. I remember when I was working with 
a football team here, a semi-pro football team, the Flagler Knights. And, man, these guys were like my brothers. Man, I love these guys, and they trusted me. They believed me. But trying to get them out of that habit that they were taught in high school football, again, I said a lot of coaches have gotten better. That doesn't mean every coach has gotten better. So most of them were like, we got to do these stretches. This was our stretch routine we used to do. And they would sit on the, uh, you know, 40 or 50-yard line, whatever it was, in line, which is good, good unison and everything. But they would do these butterfly stretches, these hamstring stretches. I'd be like, guys, 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 that's not when we do it. We stretch after our workout. We want to warm up first. Coach, coach, this is warming up. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't warming up. So the reason why they wanted to do it is because... Human nature says when we don't really feel like doing something, like maybe we haven't had enough caffeine, maybe we haven't woken up enough, maybe we're just not very motivated. The last thing we want to do is something hard, right? And moving around and running, even if it's jogging, initially feels hard. So there's nothing wrong with it. In other words, again, the method to the madness is so why do we make these choices? Because it's innate in us to sit before we want to stand and stand before we start to walk and to walk before we want to run. So we're always looking for the path of least resistance. Our body is always looking for the path of least resistance. But we have a brain and we have to say, no, that's not best right now. So it makes sense that once you get out of your car and you're carrying your big old football bag and you're carrying your shoulder pads and you're carrying your helmet, I mean, you know, that's a pretty good warm-up as it is, carrying all your gear out onto the field. It's like you kind of just do want to sit down and stretch. I get it. So there's nothing against that. But unfortunately, what people have been told by air quote professional, un-air quote professionals, is that this is how you warm up, and that is not how you warm up. So nothing against the athletes who believe it, everything against the coaches who should be more trained before they start helping our youth. What we really need to do is a two-step warm-up process before any vigorous exercise. The first is a general warm-up. That just means light cardio, move around. That's, that's, that's all it is. That could be a light two to three minute jog. And again, I've said this before, I know about this kind of warm-up and I'll say it again, depending on where you live, it may not have to be very long. So if it's in the summertime, it's not like you need to go on a 10-minute run to get warmed up. As a matter of fact, that's going to become counterproductive most likely because you're going to lose, use a lot of energy doing that. But just depending on, again, the temperature outside because the whole point of a warm-up is to raise your internal temperature. You want to raise your thermogenics. So a two- to three-minute warm-up, if it's hot, get the blood flowing a little bit, get the temperature up, most importantly, get sweating a little bit. That tells us when we're warmed up. It's funny, they'll say, how do you know I'm warmed up? I'm like, you're sweating like a pig, man, you're warmed up. And then follow that general warm-up, that's called a general warm-up, light conditioning, again, could be jogging, could be power walking. If you don't have access to that, because you're literally like in a hotel gym or something, I mean, usually they have a treadmill, but if they don't, simple jumping jacks and calisthenics will do it that will warm you up. And you think, well, jumping jacks are hard. It's like you don't have to make them hard. This is a warm-up. Anything can be made easy or hard. Follow that. This is Zach's question. What's the difference? Follow that with what we call 
a dynamic warm-up. Now, a dynamic warm-up and dynamic stretching is the same thing. Don't let that confuse you what I said about stretching. What I'm talking about, don't sit and stretch before a workout. That's called static stretching. What does static mean, students? Static means not moving. Static means holding something in place. We don't want to do that. We want to do a dynamic warm-up, which means we're working the joints through their range of motion, moving them, not statically, and not pushing beyond where their fibers want to go, just up to it. And depending on how flexible you are and how warmed up you get, it should get better and better, all right? So dynamic stretches, again, and dynamic warm-up are the same thing. It just means, in short, it means moving the joints through a full range of motion, as full as you can go. And again, as you get more warmed up, it gets more full, all right, in a dynamic manner. That means moving, moving them. Examples of dynamic warm-ups can be now, now they can be like, more jumping jacks, but at a slightly greater intensity. Maybe some air squats, but most likely it's going to be things like monster walks, okay? And you don't have to walk to do it. But that's basically where you kick one leg up in the air, then you kick the other leg up in the air. You kick the leg up in the air, you kick the other leg up in the air. So just like any kind of warm-up, you want to go through all of your joints. Another one, the famous one that runners should always be doing before an event, is what we call butt kicks. Butt kicks are where you essentially, you don't have to, but it just kind of gives you the idea, the right idea. Put your hands on your butt and then kick up with your back of your foot to your hand and you do that in a rhythmic manner. Now, athletes that are very well trained can do it like really fast and it's like they're slapping their hand over and over and over. You don't necessarily have to be running when you do that. I mean, there, everything can be done like to build into it. So it can just be standing there and kicking your foot up to your hand each time. That's another one. That will warm up your quads. The monster or straight leg kicks I was talking about is going to warm up your hamstrings and your glutes. Now, we can also do, and I know it's very hard to picture this, but I'm just giving you an idea. And if I give you enough examples, I think you'll understand what a dynamic warm-up is. But you can also do what's called heel sweeps. And that means where you stick your leg out in front of you on the ground with your toes up and you bring your hands and drag them from your heel to your toe. That's going to warm up your hamstring and your calves. Or you can simply do some calf raises, all right? You can do arm circles for your upper body where you're making big windmills. You can do spinal rotations where you put like a broom on your shoulders and you twist back and forth for your torso warm-up. There's, you can do push-ups, you can do things like that. Now, one thing that's pretty cool is if you're in the sports, and I am, and unfortunately, I like to follow the Tampa Bay Rays, and I don't say unfortunately because they're actually a good team, but unfortunately, because the traffic is so bad, it takes forever, even when we leave in plenty of time, to get to that stadium. But if it wasn't so bad, I would try to get there 90 minutes before game time because it's actually really fun to watch the major leaguers warm up. 
I mean, I don't think people understand that before they play a two-and-a-half, three-hour baseball game, they're warming up for 90 minutes to two hours beforehand. It is an intensive warm-up. And they start with a little bit of jogging from pole to pole, they call it. They just go from outfield pole to outfield pole, then they turn around and they go back. They do five or ten minutes of that. Then you'll see them doing walking lunges across the outfield to warm up their glutes and their quads and their hamstrings. Then they'll start doing their kicks. They'll do their butt kicks. They'll do all those things. And baseball players have specific tools that they use. They have these rubber things that they can use to kind of do a shoulder motion. You may see that. If you ever sit low enough and watch the bullpen pitchers, you'll see them use those things. But fortunately, at the major league level and at the higher college level, you're going to have people that have the CSCS certification, which stands for Strength and Conditioning Specialist. I actually have that. And you have to have a bachelor's degree to sit for that. And anybody working at the major league level or college level has to have that. So that's good. So then they get these people that know that, and so they're appropriately warming up their athletes. And now, again, it's become pretty much like second nature. And it's important. I mean, they don't want to, you know, these professional athletes are major investments to teams, right? I mean, they're getting paid, some of them, hundreds of millions of dollars. And can you imagine if some hack just says, hey, let's stretch before we warm up, you know, touch your toes, stretch your hammies, pop. Where goes that hamstring? I mean, you know, is that very likely in a trained athlete? No, but but missing the point, it's like let's follow the proper steps we should do for anybody. And as you've heard me say before, whenever there's big money involved, you can you can rest assured that they're getting the right treatment. So it's like okay, so if the professional athletes are warming up this way, what do I what do they know that I don't know? And that's that's a good question, meaning that's something you should think about and replicate instead of what old Harry down at LA Fitness told you to do when he told you to sit down and stretch your hamstrings before you get on the treadmill, right? Don't listen to old Harry, and by the way, I have no idea if there's a real Harry there, but you get the point. Listen to people that actually know what they're talking about because the majority of people at gyms giving advice have no idea what they're talking about and they're just bored and they like to walk around and talk to people and I would say that's often the case with media influencers too, not that they're bored, but they don't have any idea what they're talking about. Now, again, this one's come pretty far, I must say. This one's come further than the old people training their abs every day to flatten their stomach. That one is still far from getting better, but this one's a little better. But there are still people out there that think they need to stretch to warm up, all right? We don't. General warm up, dynamic warm up, and then when you start to strength train, the best dynamic warm-up is exactly what you're going to do. You do warm-up sets. So, like, if you're going to do squats, what you do is set a bodyweight squats first, and then maybe you do a set with half the load you're going to use, and then you're ready to go. So that is also a dynamic warm-up. Remember, dynamic means moving, static means not. So little terms to understand will help you with what you need to know. All right, so now let me thank the Gilding Group. Jonathan and Lynn Gillen of the Gilden Group of Realty Pros. They currently have 280 five stars on Zillow. That is really, really good. Did you hear the ding? The ding meant, yep, that's something right there. They are consummate professionals. They have a whole army. Every day I open up social media, they sold another house. What does that mean? It means they know what they're doing. If you need any help with real estate, check them out at thegildengroup.com.